Welcome to the Be Still My Soul podcast. This is Pastor Ray Brandon bringing daily encouragement to the church. We are working our way through the Gospel Project, and we are in Nehemiah chapter 2. So Gospel Project Unit 18, Session 2, Daily Study 2, in Nehemiah chapter 2 um, today. And um, we see here that that Nehemiah had a calling from God. He had a calling from God, and he went. We're not sure why Nehemiah didn't go back originally with um, the, the the returnees, why he was in a, a later wave uh, going back um, to Jerusalem. But nonetheless, God's calling was on his life. He took that calling to God in prayer. He had a burden. It, it, w- it broke his heart. And if you have a biblical calling on your life, you'll look at the world around you. You'll respond to the Spirit of God and the Word of God, and the broken world will break your heart because you want to see people and creation restored to God. And the only way for that to happen is through the gospel, which is the focus of Nehemiah. Nehemiah, oftentimes, uh, we talk about Nehemiah building the wall, but it's Nehemiah who builds the worship. The wall simply protected the city. The wall surrounded the city. The wall was necessary. But it's Nehemiah, actually, he focuses on the word and worship. And we see that there is work that needs to go into it. There's work that needs to go into the focus on worship. Um, there is, there's a lot of work. Believe me, I'm, I'm a pastor. I've been doing this for almost 30 years um, right out of the gate, having planted a church as my first ministry, um, it takes a lot of work. Um, planting a church 15 years ago, it takes a lot of work. Coaching church planters and watching them do what they do takes a lot of work and a lot of encouragement. And this takes a lot of work. And we can't underestimate the effort and the cost that it takes to do God's work. Um, it takes a lot of, of resources. Nehemiah is wise, and he understands that the worship of God is worth it. It is worth the work. So oftentimes what I see in ministry, um, be that in professional ministry or be that um, from the laity of the church, is that the work is secondary. Nehemiah knows that, that if, if worship is going to be restored, um, the walls have to be restored, and there's work that, that goes into that, and there's, there's a number of assets that need to be in place for those walls to be restored and worship to be restored to the temple. And so he is the, the king of negotiation. Um, he is the quintessential art of the deal, and he goes to the king, and I would encourage you to look at his language to this pagan king um, that it's not manipulative, it is transparent, it's direct, he has a plan, he has a great reputation with the king, um, he is sensitive to what the king sees and what the king um, understands, and he speaks to a king in a particular way. And that definite plan that you see he unfolds very clearly um, then he begins to um, to take into account what is this going to to really require. So he's got a plan, um, and he takes that to the king. He acquires the assets, and then he knows that he has to deploy those assets, and it has to be strategic. 
And so we see that what he does is he he goes and he secretly goes and inspects the the walls. He is organizing, he's looking at where these assets need to be deployed. But he's also, verse 11, he's looking at how the people need to be deployed. And he doesn't tell everything. Uh, Nehemiah is a man of, of discretion. And we see that in verse 16, that he didn't tell everybody everything. They didn't know everything. Um, but he had a plan, and he begins to unfold that plan. But it's not that he doesn't tell people where they're headed. He does, very much so. You, you look at verse 17, and he's got a vision, a particular vision. He, he's telling the people um, where they're going. Listen to verse 17. Nehemiah says, Then I said to them, You see the trouble we're in? How Jerusalem lies in ruins with its gates burned? Come, let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer suffer derision. And then I told them of the hand of my God that had been upon me for good and also the words that the king had spoken to me. And they said, let us rise up and build so that they strengthened their hands for the good work. Right? So here he's giving them a particular vision. And he's giving them a vision of their own suffering, of his burden, um, of his relationship with God, of the provision from the king. But he needs one more thing. He needs their work, their participation. And so he gives them that vision. He gives them a vision for a, a town that is put together in a place that, that honors God. And people are, are no longer, he uses the word derision. They don't look at the God of Israel um, through the lens of the people of Israel with derision, but rather they see something totally different. And so he's able to help the Israelites see this very thing. And then he has to go into um, conflict management mode. Um, so often when you are managing a project like he is and you're mobilizing people like Nehemiah is, you will encounter conflict. It's just a given. In fact, we're going to look at a little bit of this as we move through the book of Nehemiah for um, there is a major section where that's all that Nehemiah deals with. He is a tested leader. And I guarantee... If you get into the work of ministry, it will involve conflict. It's just the way it is. Don't think that anything worth doing is not going to be opposed by Satan and is not going to be slowed down by the brokenness of mankind. If you're going to, if you've got this burden and you want to see God do something that he's promised in his word and you're taking him at his word and you're going to work there's going to be some kind of discouragement and nehemiah has incredible character because again the wall is a means to an end um, the wall is an asset in that he had to build he needed assets to create the wall so that the word of god would be proclaimed and we're going to see that he does accomplish that that God does a great work in the, in the people of Israel. It is an amazing thing when that worship happens and, and that there's a reformation 
in, in the hearts and lives and families of Israel. There's real change that takes place. But it all began with a plan here in chapter 2. He began to put together assets. He began to prepare a plan. He organized people. He operates with discernment. He doesn't lay everything out. That may be too much. And he, he knows that, that there's some people that need some information and other people need other information. But he does have this overarching vision. And people rise up and build. And as they do, there's discouragement. There is conflict. There is trouble. So Christian, as you think about the work in your church, especially during these troubled and difficult days um, that we encounter, COVID, isolation, the coldness and darkness of winter itself is setting, I pray that you will read your Bible and that from reading your Bible, you will be encouraged. There's nothing new under the sun. God is still working and we are called to work. Don't let these things surprise you that God's work needs this kind of organization and needs this kind of work. Yes, we read about miracles in the Bible and sometimes we expect church work just to be a snap of the fingers and somebody else does it, God does a miracle. But that's not how God works. He works through normal means and normal people. I pray that God would work through you, even today. Now let's get to work.